Welcome to the Director Download, powered by Campus Rec Magazine. It's time to go behind the curtain of the director role and have honest discussions with leaders in the campus recreation industry. Host Grady Sheffield, the Director of Campus Recreation at Towson University and the Senior Advisor to the Campus Rec Mastermind Groups, gives you, the listener, real and authentic conversation between himself and special guest, Rachel Finley, the director of York College of Pennsylvania. Finley gets honest about multiple things in her conversation with Sheffield. She shares on learning about Campus Rec Magazine and its mastermind groups' mission to her real feelings like nothing mattered in the pandemic. Finley also discusses that hard-to-manage work-life balance, something that most directors can relate to. Finally, the power of trusting your future self is key, as she points out, in the discussion that follows. All right. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hey, Grady, I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining me today. Have a conversation. So um, before we get going, why don't you just take a moment to tell the listeners who you are and about your current role? Cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, So I'm Rachel, Rachel Finley. Most people in our profession know me as Roach, like the bug. That's right. Yeah, right. Um, Let's see. I'm currently the director of campus recreation at York College of Pennsylvania, which is a small four-year private school. Um, Yeah, and I'm thinking you and I have probably known each other for a decade now, but just really starting to get to know each other recently. And yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you trying to say that we're old a decade now? Are we we're seasoned. We in that? We're seasoned. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background then? What led you to a career in campus rec? Yeah. Um, probably like many of us as a student, I got hooked. Uh, club athlete, started working at the rec center, did every position possible. I just loved it. Um, I didn't plan to school for recreation. Oh yeah. That was at Central Michigan University. I'm originally from Detroit, so stayed in state. And um, so I worked up at Central Michigan and just fell in love with what recreation had to offer for people like me who were non-varsity athletes but loved being active. And um, I just started drinking the Kool-Aid and loving it, you know. And uh, I was going to be a teacher and then switch my major and found recreation. And so I got into it in that way. Um, went on to do an internship with NURSA and then grad school and, you know, got into the field. So I feel lucky because I, I feel like it's a good fit for me. It's lots of fun and keeps me on my toes. Um, so yeah, I got into it early and have been in it ever since. Where'd you go to grad school? I went to James Madison University in Virginia. Oh, you're one of those. I'm one of those. That's right. And the, I was actually the first ever enrolled in their campus recreation leadership master's program. It like didn't exist when I got there. And then I was the first enrolled. I, could, I, switched, awesome. my, I switched my master's program while I was there. So I'm one of the few that's done three years of graduate school, five years in undergrad. I have eight years of education and I don't have a doctorate. But well, you know, you, yeah, <laughs> you should. I should. You're right. Yeah. Wow, that's a yeah. that's that's pretty cool. The first one to be enrolled in that program, and yeah, JMU is a obviously a very strong um, mm-hmm. program with Campus Rec. So good for you. Yeah. So I wanted to really have a conversation with you today because you've 
you you've come on to you come in as a participant with campus rec mastermind groups um, this semester and you and I are part of that group and I remember when I reached out to you to kind of talk to you about um, joining the group you you were a little hesitant right you were kind of like Mm -hmm. Well, you explain, what were you like whenever I pitched the idea? <laughs> You're not going to reflect it back to me? Um, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't understand why I needed it. You know, I have, I feel very fortunate. I have a close group of colleagues that I connect with somewhat regularly. We check in with each other and stuff. And I just, I didn't understand why, why would I need to intentionally be a part of a group, especially when I didn't know everybody. Um, mm. You know, I just, I didn't understand. I also didn't understand what Campus Rec magazine was other than this publication that came out and a bunch of emails that I get, you know, I just, I didn't get it. And, um, and so I think most of us fear or don't engage with things you don't understand. And that was, that was me until you reached out to me personally and we got to talk about it, which, um, which is kind of what, what turned the coin for me. Yeah. So what is your, what was your perception of Campus Rec magazine? It was this random magazine that came out that interviewed a bunch of people in our field. And um, they, they put out stuff from different companies that are engaged in what we do. And it was, it was just kind of this, this magazine that showed up in my mailbox one day. You know? that's, <laughs> that you didn't that's ask for. Like. No, I didn't, <laughs> sign, I didn't sign up. I didn't, I didn't remember checking a box on the nurse website. Like I just didn't. I didn't know, you know, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Oh, hey, I know those people on the cover or, you know, yeah. I'd read a few articles and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I thought it, I just thought it was this, this magazine that appeared. I didn't really understand their why. Yeah. yeah. So when I reached out to you about joining groups, then I'm sure it was like, what the, what the <laughs> heck, what is this? And you brought up, you know, the whole thing about why would I want to do this? I already have a group of people, mentors or whoever that I talk to. And I certainly understand that because I, I was the same way. Um, so we've had three, two or three sessions so far um, mm-hmm. this semester. We're meeting once a month for like two hours. And our group is about, I think there's six or seven, maybe eight of us that are in the group, right? From mm-hmm. um, pretty much all over the country, at least East, East Coast, Midwest mm-hmm. a little bit. So um, I'm curious, can you share a little bit on the impact that the group has had on you? Yeah. You went into it like, why do I need this? And now you're Mm -hmm. still here. You're still participating. What's been the impact? Yeah. Well, I'd actually like to start with my first mastermind group, which I, or meeting, which I'd actually say was the phone call you and I had, Mm. where you explained more about it. And one of the things that you said to me and I'll never forget because you said it sounds so cheesy. And, um, but you said that the, the goal of Campus Rec magazine and peak media is to change the world and, <laughs> and to, to impact, have a good impact. And as cheesy as that sounds, I'm a pretty cheesy person. And I was like, hey, I can be down with that. You know, that's kind of why I like doing what I'm doing. I want that impact. I want to be a part of something greater than myself. So, um, and you also talked about it being, um, you joked about using the word therapy, but it's a support, you know, it's like a support group. And, um, and so anyway, so when I, I went into um, our first mastermind and I was, I was kind of nervous, like, I don't really know what to expect. Um, 
but it was it was very much what you described and it was it was cool to connect with some new people um and in a very different way and what my favorite thing about it is that it's facilitating and that piece is is really powerful and beneficial for me because I feel like a lot of times I play that role, which means mm-hmm. that I don't get to like get much out of it. So having Heather facilitate things and I've even stayed on after connected with her outside to bounce some things off of her, give some suggestions of how we can make them even better, more impactful. And she's great about it. She's receptive. And so it's fun having a facilitated professional conversation that to some degree is also kind of personal too, or private too, because we talk about real things i mean we're, we're in this and and we're we're professionals in this field so it consumes a lot of our energy and so we're able to be authentic which i really value and really appreciate yeah i agree i feel the same way so i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit okay because part of part of the conversations that you and i had leading up to you being a part of groups and we also talked about Summit too, right? And me mm-hmm. trying to recruit you to get you to come to Summit. Um, there was a point where you, I think you sent me an email and you know, you were just thanking me for connecting with you and kind of getting you, giving you the information. But you specifically, I think specifically said that you were thankful because this is what you needed at this point in time. Can you elaborate a little bit on that and share what you meant by that? Sure. Um, I think I actually used the phrase lifeline. Like this is the lifeline that I've needed. Yeah. Um, Because this was back in the fall. And I I don't think I realized until this fall how hard COVID was on me. Like I knew going into COVID, I was feeling burnt out. So I was furloughed and I was, it was almost a blessing. Like, Oh my God, I get to take a deep breath. There's this pandemic going on. I don't have to leave the house. I get to just like focus. So I was like in a pretty good place until we went back to work and I was ready to get after it. But it's been a long, grueling 18 months for me personally on a lot of levels. And, um, and I don't think I realized until this fall, how disconnected and isolated I have felt. Um, you know, even though I may have, you know, conversations or texts with friends or colleagues and connecting here and there, it wasn't, it still wasn't, it didn't fill my cup. It, it wasn't truly what I needed. I missed the conference. I missed having some deep conversations that were valuable and growth oriented. And I just, I'm a learner and I'm a connector and I'm realizing that about myself and I need those things. And and I was really missing that. I also love to get to know new people too. You don't do that when you're in a pandemic. And, um, and so anyway, so when, when you shared with me what it was and, and your experience with it, I thought this could be, this could maybe be what I need to feel reconnected. You know, I was, I was even recruited for some other jobs outside of the profession in the fall. And it really struck me like, wow, am I, am, am I ready to to leave the field? Is this what I want to do? And it just all had my mind spinning along with the, the Megan Crone articles that came out and all these things. And then you connected with me and I was like, wow, this could be what I needed to feel grounded again or to reground myself in my work right now. So, um, so yeah, thanks for asking about that. And I, I meant it in so far, it has been pretty cool. That's awesome. And I appreciate the things that you're saying related to me, but I don't think you're the only only director who 
you know, had those thoughts and feelings. I can, I can relate. I think we all can relate in terms of the COVID piece. And, you know, one thing that a lot of people have said who've held the role of director or being a leader, right, is it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with this position that I don't think we talk about enough, Mm-mm. you know, and yeah. expectations, whether you're at, you know, one of the mega schools and have a huge staff or you're at a smaller school, right? It's the stress and the pressure to, of everything to do, to perform, to set the example, to lead, you know, it can, it can be a lot. And I think COVID, COVID kind of, um, at least for me, I know that coming back from COVID, the thing that I realized is like, you know, we don't need to do some of the things that we do. We don't need to hold ourselves to not, not accountability, but to this image of what we're, how we're supposed to act and do as a director, right. In terms mm-hmm. of the standard of you're supposed to have all the answers. You're supposed to, you know, do everything the right way. Basically what I'm saying is it's okay to be vulnerable and to admit that you're vulnerable and that, mm-hmm. Hey, there's some times where uh, you feel alone right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. think, I don't, I don't think we do that enough. Mm-hmm. I really don't. So, um, yeah. So yeah. we're, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and I think too, at least the, the people I know in our roles, we're here one, because we care so much mm-hmm. and two, because we're people who make things happen and get things done. And what I'm realizing is that when you're you're just kind of wired that way, you naturally start owning other people's problems or work or whatever. And it just adds and it adds. And in a time of COVID, we needed to get stuff done. I'm censoring my language for this, but you know, we, we get <laughs> you can, stuff you can say done. It. <laughs> we get shit done. You know, we and my wife and I even we call it GSD days, you know, where we yeah. just plow through stuff, we just get it done. And yeah. um and I think it's like, if you, if you start, you're doing all this work, but then you're feeling isolated and you're feeling lonely. Like I felt like nothing I do matters because we're still in COVID. We're still, you know, not having the participation we want. I'm still, my work isn't making an impact. And that was the part that I think was super hard for me and lonely. When you, when you kind of build yourself and your career around, around all those things that then I felt like didn't matter you know, it was really hard. And uh, so I appreciate you, Sharon. And, and I do think there's probably a lot of people out there like us, I would imagine that, um, that have, I mean, you know, COVID magnified what maybe we already felt that maybe we didn't know, or we did. And it just, it was maybe like shoved under the rug a little bit. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. We're so driven in this field, whether it doesn't matter if you're a director or a graduate assistant mm-hmm. to do right to, mm-hmm to produce, to perform, we're the firefighters, right? Mm -hmm. There's a problem, we're we're there. We're also one of the first people on campus to be called upon to do more, right? And to lead and to fix. And when COVID hit and we weren't put in that role, a lot of us, I think we're like, I I don't know what to do, right? I don't know Mm -hmm. how to handle this, right? Which I think is what you're saying. Um, in some regards. And now that we're back, um, for the most part, right, everybody's mm-hmm. back. We're, we're back to do more and more and more. But for me, I know with my team, I'm, I'm saying like, let's, 
let's take it let's relax a little bit right let's not mm-hmm. let's not go back to that mentality of being overworked underpaid mindset and stressed out we gotta we mm-hmm. gotta keep ourselves from the mental health aspect sound because i mean look at the world right now like things are crazy right now right like yeah yeah absolutely it's a lot it's a lot i think that like we because i think who we are we still want to care we still want to serve you know we still want to do good things for our campus and our students and a lot of us are trying to pour from an empty cup right Mm. because we're not taking care of ourselves and that's Mm -hmm. where like you know we always say it's not about the money and stuff and to some degree it's not you know overworked underpaid we're going to hear that and if you're not feeling connected to the work or like you just don't have that energy because you're not taking care of yourself you're not getting your needs met then that's when it really gets hard and that's kind of where this mastermind group has helped me and helped me refill my cup or reconnect in in which is something that I needed so that I can then be a better professional or a better partner or you know and be able to go back and and have that drive to do some of the things but you're right. It, it comes at a cost. And I think what you're doing with your staff, it sounds awesome. Like you're not that we want to do less or lazy, but like, mm-hmm. let's, let's do, let's do what's realistic, right. not ideal. You know, there's a difference. So I appreciate you sharing that with your staff. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. We don't have to be, we don't have to be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. That's for sure. We yeah. don't have to overdo either, which is, which is why we got to practice what we preach, right. From a, mm-hmm. from a mental health and, and well-being standpoint. This episode is brought to you by Campus Rec Mastermind Groups. These groups are created as a space for executive directors and directors to present questions and challenges you are faced with in your position so you can leverage the power of your peers to help you succeed. It's a leadership accountability group that provides immediate professional development based on your specific challenges as a leader. Interested in learning more? Email Heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. So you've had, um, like you said, like three months now in, in the mastermind groups. Um, I want to put you on the spot and ask, well, where are you right now in terms of challenges and mm. how you're feeling? Do you, I think you, you've alluded to that it's what you needed, but has it fulfilled you in that regard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. Um, it's, it's also can help me continue on my journey. So one of the things... I guess I'll kind of put you on the spot in a little bit, but like one of the things that really stuck out to me in our, our very first meeting was, you know, one of the things we do is we have like a spotlight and somebody talks about something that they do really well. And you talk about telling your story. And I, I mean, that was the first thing, first call. I was fired up. I was like, yeah, like that's what I want to do. And I'm trying to get there. And, you know, I was all fired up. And then later in the conversation, somebody asked the question, how many hours a week does everybody work? And then we started talking about that and, and, and you shared, if I could say it, you shared like, it doesn't yeah. really turn off. Yeah. yeah. You know, you shared that it doesn't really turn off. And then I was deflated because I was caught in this, um, this dichotomy of, okay, I want to do what he's doing, but I don't want to do it how he's doing it. I don't want mm-hmm. my world to revolve around work. And that was a huge moment for me. And thankfully I had a therapy session after that with my counselor because I got to process that a little bit. And, um, and, but it was really good. You know, that was a really powerful conversation for me to have with other colleagues that I 
identify with and relate to. And, um, and it was really good for me to, to kind of feel that. So, you know, balance is continuing to be a challenge. Um, going back to your, your question. And um, I'm in the midst of a, a storm right now. Um, small program, my assistant director position is vacant. Our climbing wall manager position is vacant and there's me and I'm doing all of that. And I haven't done some of that in years. Fortunately, I have the skill set to do it all. In the midst of that, I'm being asked completely do an overhaul on our budget as well a projection budget of my vision and strategy that I had been working on. And then my wife, who's also our director of facility operations here that serves athletics and recreation, is resigning from her position and is leaving March 31st. And her and I like co-supervise a number of our student employment positions and are in charge of our student employment philosophy. And now all of that is going to be falling on me. And how do I manage all of that and take care of myself, right? And I'm, I'm willing to bet that this, this story that I'm telling yeah. is very similar for a lot of others in our field. Whether it's you've had vacancies, even if you have a huge department, it's weighing on other parts of your staff, you're a small part department like me, um, and so I'm challenges, I got the professional thing going on and then, you know, but I'm also supporting my wife who I'm so proud of for, for leaving after being, you know, really burnt out and kind of ready for her next move and her next step, whatever that is, you know, she's, she's not sure yet. And so it's, there's a lot of challenges. Um, and I see them as opportunities and I'm not going to be like all half of glass full, glass full. It's hard. I do believe that it's going, it, it's, it's an opportunity for growth in a lot of ways, but it's also a good opportunity for me to really set some boundaries and try to maintain balance. So it's, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. You know, I think like, oh, five years down the road, I'm going to look back on this time and be like, wow, made it through that, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so those are some of the current challenges. It's, it's going to be an interesting few months. Yeah. Sounds like it. I want to go back and touch on what you brought up about um, not turning it off Mm -hmm. in that conversation. And I think when I said that, what I meant by that was as a director, I think you're always on. Mm-hmm. Anytime your facility is open or you have programs that are running on campus, off campus, you're always on, right? Because that's the responsibility that, that you have. And so it's always in the back of your mind. But I think that there has to be, like you said, you have to have the ability to separate Mm-hmm. And when you're in a position where you have a team and people that are doing specific roles and jobs, that's where we're able to do that. And hearing you just talk about the vacancies that you're having, um, I know what that's like. Last semester I spent, I had an associate director who was out on maternity leave and two of her three direct reports were vacant, vacant. And the other, the third one was brand new when she went out, was here for a week and then she went out. So I was doing all of those things, which I empathize yeah. with you in the role that you're going to have. But what I do know is that you will make it. You mm-hmm. will be able to do it. It'll be challenging and frustrating, but you you will do it. I say that because just what I know about you and that's the way you are, but because you're primed for this and that's why you're in the position that you're in. So that being said, the, the personal stuff, right? The challenges of, of dealing with work, Rachel, and then personal Rachel, and you're in a unique situation where that's intertwined. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's in that boat. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. 
that's a lot to deal with. Um, I'm just curious, how do you foresee that playing out long term? Are mm. you that you know, that's 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 yeah. a big deal. That's a big deal. I'm just curious. Where's your head at on that? Yeah. So one of the one of the things that I work through related to like I'm a I'm a planner, I'm a thinker, you know, I think a, a lot of people in our roles, we we tend to to be good at that. And a lot of times it serves me. It doesn't serve me when my overactive imagination starts thinking up all these crazy terrible things that could happen or you know whatever it's it's good because it can be optimistic but it's also challenging so one of the things I'm I'm working on is um and this is going to sound I think really elementary but I I think it's what I need is be really basic is to just trust myself Mm. in the sense that you you use the phrase like you're primed for this right and so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm trying to just sit back and, and say, and like, literally sometimes I've had to say to myself, I trust future Rachel to handle whatever is going to come her way. I trust myself that I don't need to overthink whatever could happen or whatever bridge may come my way. Um, because I trust, I trust Rachel in that situation to know that she is going to be able to handle it or say no to it or process it in a way that's productive or whatever. And that is something I've really been working on personally over the, I mean, over the last couple of years, honestly, because we haven't been able to control or plan or, you know, anything that we're used to doing. We've had to really lean into tolerance for adversity and uncertainty. And, and so for me, the best way to do that is to just say, like, I trust you, you're, you know, you, you are good at what you do and you're educated and you're knowledgeable and you've got a good head on your shoulders. Just, you will be able to handle whatever comes, just trust yourself. And it's hard sometimes, but that's kind of where my head's at today. Anyway, you know, ask me Friday night, I might've been somewhere else that's super tired, but that's, <laughs> I keep coming back to that is, is trust. Cause the opposite of trust is control in my mind. And I can't, I can't control everything right now. You know, and, and if I stay true to my values and I just keep trusting myself and trust my partner and, you know, whatever, um, trust is the opposite of control. I will, I will be able to not control things, but be able to handle myself. That's awesome. I really like that. Trust, trust future self mm-hmm. to get it done. Yeah. I think sometimes for me, I know as a director that the control and the trust piece it can be a battle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when we're, you feel like you've got to have all the answers um, mm-hmm. and you sometimes to your point, you don't have all the answers, but you have to trust yourself that you'll figure it out. I think that's some great advice to anyone listening who may be in a similar situation. So I want to kind of ask your opinion on this to those that are listening. You, mm-hmm. The last, you kind of went through a time period of the last four or five months, right? Pre- 2022, we had a conversation, I guess, and you've gotten to the point where you are now. You've shared with us, which has been great, of some of the challenges that you're dealing with. But there's been a lot of positives in that um, during that time period. Your mm-hmm. your work with groups, the impact it's had on you, the things you've learned about yourself, and you know whatnot. What advice do you have for other directors who may be in a in a similar circumstance that you are or have been and may be dealing with 
um, I don't know, I'm not saying that you were dealing with this, but self-doubt or just challenges in general, what advice do you have to them to, to be able to move forward? You've kind of touched on that, but Mm -hmm. what else would you say to them? I think one of the biggest things is just own it. Like own whatever it is that you're feeling, you know, don't should on yourself. (laughs) I should do this. I should not do that. And just, just own whatever it is, you know, own, man, I'm feeling really lonely. Like this sucks that we haven't had a conference or been face to face and whatever, or, you know, own that. Yeah. I'm really grumpy about that decision that was made and don't just stuff it, you know, whatever it is, own it. And, um, but own your own stuff. I think that especially as directors, because we care so much about our staff, we, we, we want to solve things or fix things or whatever. And we need them to own their stuff and we got to own mm-hmm. our own and not get that mixed up. And, um, but it's, it's really hard to own your, to own your own stuff, whatever that is. Um, but that would be my biggest piece of advice is own it, lean into it, engage with it. Um, I, I just think there's so much power in, in engaging with those things that may be uncomfortable. Cause that's, that's really where the growth comes from is leaning into it. So, so whatever is going on for you, you know, own it. And I think once we're, we're really honest with ourselves and we're, we're able to own our own feelings or our own thoughts, it will create opportunities. It, it'll allow us to, to kind of clear our heads in a sense, because we got out of our heads and into like what actually we're feeling. And, and then we're able to see things clear. We're able to make those connections that are powerful or provide more support. And so that, I mean, for me, that's been the biggest takeaway of everything is, um, is ownership and not owning other people's stuff, owning our own, and then allowing that to create some opportunities for ourselves that otherwise may not have been there because we were stuck because we were yeah. hiding, you know, not allowing ourselves to be fully authentic. So that's what yeah. I get. I'd say own it. Yeah. Well, Rachel, I, I think that's awesome. And I really appreciate you being authentic with us today and sharing what you, what you've had to share. Um, I knew when I reached out to you about joining groups that this was the type of conversation that you would bring or, or the authenticity that you would bring to the group and you've shown it here. And I just, I just want you to know how much I value the conversation and appreciate you um, saying what you said, because you're not alone in this, right. In terms of the challenges, you might be, your challenges are yours, but you're not alone in terms of your feelings. And I often think that I said it before, I think directors have a tendency to hide behind how they're really feeling. And we need to talk more about this type of stuff because it's real and it impacts us every day in terms of what we do and how we do it and those around us. So thank you so much. This has been great. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you in our next mastermind groups. And I can't wait to spend time with you um, at summit. That's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, enjoyable. So thank you again. And we'll talk soon. It sounds awesome. Thanks so much for having me and thinking of me. I really appreciate it. And it's always good to catch up. So thank you.